Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I don't have a boyfriend and I don't want it. And if I want one, I could have four or five of them if I want. But I don't want to associate with nobody. Are you gonna count me down after that? Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Papa Minno. You can find me on Instagram at pops.culture or on Twitter at Papa O Minno. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Gabe Eppard. <laughs> Gabe, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing, like, pretty good. I'm in pocket mode right now, so it's probably good for the podcast. Like, I mean, I have stuff to do and things to do, but I'm living my best life and, like, ignoring all of that, my responsibilities. So it's going to come crashing down, like, tomorrow, and it'll be so stressed and depressed, but right now we're letting the good times roll. Perfect time to record. Live in the moment. Yeah, right? And fucking fall apart afterwards. Yeah, let, let future Gabe deal with those issues. Yeah, it's like, not, not equipped to deal with those issues. <laughs> Man, back in university, that was literally one of my favorite, like one of the most funniest phrases. Because you know you how you get drunk on like a Tuesday or like a Wednesday yeah. and have assignments. And, like, <laughs> shit. Whilst you're drinking, you're like you know you don't want to because you're like, yo, I have shit to do. Like I'm not supposed to be doing this. But like peer pressure comes in, your friends invite you. There's a bunch of girls going out somewhere, and you're like, fuck, I need to be out. So like you end up going out. And whilst you're drunk, you don't really give a fuck. You don't care about anything. So, you know, let, let future, let future yeah. deal with those issues. Literally, the next day when future you has to deal with those issues, like, yo, fuck you, have to. Like, yeah. fuck you in this position. Like, Dude, you can make, like, a full-on sitcom episode of that. Like, it becomes your, like, tagline. Everyone laughs. It's just you increasingly watching you destroy your life because you're getting drunk and saying, that's for future me to worry about. And the next day, you're just crumbling apart. And then you continue to drink throughout the day so you can... So future you can handle handle it and it just kind of devolves from there. So oh, definitely man. like I don't think any like healthy lifestyle person ever like lives by that motto though. Like that's a problem for future Gabe. Alright, future Gabe's now addicted to crack. Yeah. I think after a while you kind of tame yourself and you realize, okay, you can't live like this for the rest of your life. You gotta get your shit together. 
for a bit. But in that moment, it's always funny as a student that you can do that shit and just kind of, you know, get away with it in, in a quote-unquote sense. Oh, for sure. But yeah, Good time, uh, so. I don't know if you want to drop your tags or anything like that before we get into the pod. <laughs> Still, you're still you're still on the wave of not being an influencer. No, no, we're, I'm, I've got I've got some stuff to grow. Like I said, we got things going on. So you know, I don't even know my pigs. <laughs> on Instagram, it's Gabriel twenty four J. Always doing it with a fake Pseudo name, um, and then just my first and last name, Gabriel Eppard on Twitter and Facebook. Ooh, how do you? It's so so cringy when you say that. How are you how are you even dealing with that? I mean, you delivered it pretty well. I think you get used yeah. to it after the first two, though. It's not that bad. That's true. That's true. Like and subscribe, you guys. You know, <laughs> what, was, what was that thing that you were going to tell us about? You were working on like three episodes so, ago. So I just got a project on the go, right? The things we have, we, I have to talk to you about this before. Because oh, when okay. I bring it up, no, no, no. But like it's, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you. And then I'm, I'm, um, it's already in the go kind of for the next couple of weeks. I know you're going to roast me, but it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great idea. I can't wait idea, to hear so. what the hell this shit is, man. It's nothing crazy. It's just, it's... Yeah, but the fact <laughs> that you're prefacing it by saying that I'm going to roast you means that it's going to well, be something we, I'm going to roast you about. We've, we've <laughs> argued about the validity of this, like, genre and stuff, too, um, as well. So it just, it'll be oh, funny, okay. but... Right. Yeah, it's... In the, yeah, I'll, I'll have more news for everyone come uh, end of June. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, this is episode 92, the year I was born, actually, 1992. <laughs> Same uh, 90, 92 as well, you guys. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Young, dumb, you know. I was born in 78. <laughs> yeah, that's for future me to worry about. That's what 92 <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, this is episode 92 of the Pop Sculpture Podcast. As always, guys, if you could do us a huge favor, continue to subscribe, rate, and review on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. A lot of shit went down this week, man. Like, there was a lot of things that went down, especially in comparison to last week, where there wasn't really that much. Um, we do have to start off with some unfortunate news. Uh, so, we oh, did yeah. find out earlier this week that 215 children and the remains were oh, yeah. under a residential school. Uh, for those who don't know, in Canada, we did have a period of residential schools, which were basically ran by the Catholic Church and nuns and priests. Uh, what it was, was that should have been the red flag right there yeah i know right uh you can't trust the white men in anything but uh, I, I meant more the catholic priest thing but oh you, yeah, yeah that too you're you not wrong trust, either well, when you put both yeah. together you're, you're asking, i mean the same thing really exactly it's one in one in one but yeah. yeah basically they took native children from their homes and forced them into residential schools which is just basically schooling in christianity and quote-unquote regular Canada culture. And this was done by force, also enforced by the government. Like the government allowed them to do this. So it wasn't anything against yeah. the law or anything like that. And they took those kids and put them in these schools, keeping them away from their families for an entire year um, or for years. So you couldn't even go home after your day. You, basically you were staying at that school. They were subject to like a lot of abuse as well too. Yeah. Very poor. Complete attack on their culture too. Like their mother tongue and everything was completely erased as well. Not only did they not go home, but it, like most of the class was toward them trying to erase the culture they came from and were part of. Yeah, the whole mission of it was essentially to erase their culture and to kind of force them into what quote unquote Canadian culture is and what regular culture is at that point. Uh, so it was a whole indoctrination thing. They were abused, you know, the nuns and, and the priests would beat the children, 
you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't feed them all the time. They, they wouldn't, uh, obviously they wouldn't let them see their families and it was just completely, it, it's a terrible thing when you go yeah. search up, but it definitely was a part of what made Canada, Canada. Uh, and the craziest thing about this, <laughs> you make it, you know, when you say it that way, you almost make it sound like it's a good thing. You're like, whoa, I mean, they sacrificed their lives for Canada. Like they went to war and something. It's part of what made Canada, Canada though. So like, thank you for your sacrifice. No, cause I, cause you know what the thing is. No, like, I know what you meant. It was just yeah, funny. Yeah. It was framed funny. <laughs> Well, I know what you meant. Yeah, for, for listeners, God who, bless you guys. Yeah, anyone who, who who thought the same way that Gabe did in that into that sentence, <laughs> I was not thinking it that way. I just more so meant like that's what Canada that's, is. Yeah, that's what that's what we built it on. Like exactly, a lot of the time we say literally it's built it on something. It's something that's way in the past, but the last school was closed down in 1996. That's only yeah about 96 or 98. 20, right, yeah, I think it was 96. It was only 20 or so years ago so it's not even that far along that they five-year-old you was running around yeah exactly exactly so it's not even that far away from how removed we are from that situation i just did want to say rest in peace to those children obviously our hearts are out to the native community they've been subject to the most atrocious crimes within within the world so canada definitely needs to rectify this and make amends uh what were you going to say though was it was that your was that you that posted that stat though that at that same time, uh, the death rate for World War II was higher than, or was lower than the death rate of going for natives going to those schools. Like obviously that includes disease and everything, but like you were less likely to send your kid off to a residential school and have them back than you were to send your son off to war. And we're talking about seven, five, 10 year old kids, not 18 year old up um, kids who were going to war. So that's how, honestly that put it in, like for me, that's what like put the contrasting because like we learned so much about the war, right? Like in Canada, World War II, and then their role in it and everything. So to see that stat was like mind blowing because we're talking about children here, and they were less likely to come home from residential schools than your kid from a war was during that time. So it was pretty nuts to me. Um, and I'm glad like people are getting on it, but um, this is something that's like continuously going on in that and I think like honestly that's why I always get so troubled do you remember that time we were in that time in one of our classes we had that author come in and talk about like it was some white dude he was talking about like he's writing a book on native people and he got a big like pushback um about like whatever he was writing about because it was like the indigenous but it was like his voice and his voice only do you remember I that I don't remember that I do remember we did have an indigenous man come in and talk to us but I don't remember having I don't remember the class where we had a white dude come in and talk about it. Was a, so it was that same thing, but it was, a, it was the guy, one of our profs was a writer who did it. And he was complaining about um, him not allowing, allowing to speak on it. And that too, he's like, well, why do I have to be native and indigenous? And it was just wild for me. I'm only bringing that up because they're just like to see him, like to see it in like in person, like kind of just like over talking um, native people and speaking about himself was pretty, pretty wild to me. And I think kind of just, does i don't know like it's it's crazy that people don't know about it and how how terrible we, we we've done them like we've we've almost completely wiped them out and even their situations now like tons of reserves in my province don't have water don't have running water or internet service or anything like that so it's continuously still happening it's definitely not a problem that's over but it definitely speaks to the legacy and how we got to the point that we're at right now so and the last thing too and this was for me was the when people talk about israel and Palestine as well. And they're like, well, why don't, why doesn't Palestine just like work with them and 
do blah, 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 and kind of go 50-50. And Israel's not okay with 50-50. This is what they know. Like, Palestine knows. Like, it, it's already in the works right now. It's, exa- it's so similar to what's happening with um, indigenous or what happened with them, too. So when people speak on, like, Israel and Palestine coming together and like finding a common ground. They don't want a common ground. They want they want they want to do they want the way conflict, like yeah. North America did did that. They'll put them in schools. They'll brainwash them. The ones that don't survive will get buried and stuff too. So just it's ugly and yeah. I've just been kind of cheesed all all week about it. So I'm glad you brought it up. Not to go up and spiel. We'll we'll change topics now. But that's it's just ugly, man. And it just kind of sucks sometimes that it takes that to, to acknowledge it now. Like, I'm glad everyone cares and it matters in that, but, like, we already knew. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I could also see a lot of people not knowing because, I don't know, were you taught this in school? Not to the degree, but, like, when I went, luckily, when I went to university, I got put in a lot of Native classes just by the nature of my degree with criminology and sociology. But, no, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm not... It, we were to the degree, but they, they definitely whitewash it. Like they don't include all of it. We know about residential schools, but like, I didn't know about the death rate being that fucking insane. Like, you know what I mean? And the yeah, abuse, yeah. like they were cutting their tongues out and shit like that too. Wild. Yeah. I guess I was fortunate. I don't remember if I learned it in university or high school or elementary, but I definitely knew about it when I was growing up and it was something that I had heard about and, and understood. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, pretty much echo all your sentiments. The only things that I would say, yes, it is nice that people do start to care about it right now, but this is something that's been going on for years and they've been subject to like some of the worst conditions. It's, it's not done. It's still happening too, though. Like, yeah, and it's still, the, yeah, and it's still going on too. So that my whole point here is basically saying that action needs to take place now. Like awareness is cool and yeah, it's yeah. understandable, but there needs to be rectifications for what's been done to these people. And uh, for future generations as well, too. There needs to be actionable change done within the government, especially uh, for for them and their condition. Because, you know, that was one of the things that Trudeau kind of ran on. He said he was going to make some of those changes. And it and appears he hasn't done that because, like you said, there are um, reserves that don't have clean water and stuff like that. So, Oh, for sure. Like, last, last thing, though. But So my school had a big Native presence and, like, a scholarship for them. And it was easier to, for them to get in my university. And so many people would complain and be like, it's not like they were getting with like failing class. They just had like five or 10% less of an average. But like you said, resident, like their families, their parents, them, they're my age. So that means they could have been in residential schools. Like they grew up on this like things. You know what I mean? That's like an education and like help like economically is how you rectify things. Like they leave their legacy and that money and that, or that punishment and that pain and the murder of like families, like that continues on through cultures and that. So for people who like make those comments, like derogatory about the help and like the reserves and some of the money they get, like think about the legacy and like the socioeconomic um, effect it had on people throughout the last hundred years. When you say stupid shit, like about that now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people who complain about getting not a free ride, but some of them do get help. Yeah. Extra help. But like, yeah. Huge amount of like scholarships and people are like upset about that. Well, if you look at the history, it makes sense why they should be given some of these things. Like, Oh, for sure. Bro. Like, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that because yeah. they live in this period now, it's easy for you to forget about what came before it because you didn't live it. So you can just be like, hey, I didn't do that. So why do these people deserve to? But it's like you got to look back in history and see what happened and came before that. Yeah. And it, like, it, if you understand anything about people, you understand just because it stops there doesn't mean it, that like abuse and torture doesn't carry on throughout families and like that they don't carry that burden 
for like years afterwards. And what's the problem? People see it so black and white, like, oh, the abuse stopped 20 years ago. So that means that kid should be fine. It's like, no, abuse people abuse other people. And you cause that abuse. So like, yeah. we're gonna have to rectify that for the next hundred years. That's just how humanity and like how social interactions work. Anyway, yeah. let's move on to something happier. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it's going in the forefront. It sucks that we have to see something so terrible, like the to see all those lives lost at one simple school. So, but I'm also glad that it seems to be at the forefront and hopefully we don't lose that steam. Facts, I agree. Uh, moving on, but on a lighter note, I will say real quick, I do think I am a little bit of an influencer because when I posted that video about the residential schools, you and like three other people that I know also posted the exact same video. And I know- That was a good that. video. I know you got that from me. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, yeah. You, uh, you, I did. I did. I'm not. Right. It was a good video. Fuck. Like, I know it was a good video. That, but that, that's the, honestly, that's the that people shared it. But there's like, I'm not a man. No, no. I'm not. This is what I hate when people say that. Honestly, you know, I'm as like pessimistic as possible. But like, this is why I hate when people are like, oh, it's armchair activism and stuff. Like, I literally learned facts oh, from yeah, that. Yeah, like that yeah, video. Yeah, you know true. what I mean? Yeah. And, like, like when people are like, well, why do you share stuff? Like, I have some friends like I lost followers. Like, so keep sharing stuff. I'm like, yo, that changes the difference. Like. I might now go out and punch a white person because I saw that video. So it's like, <laughs> you the, you might have done armchair activism, but I'm on the streets now, like, you know, like making a difference by attacking innocent white people. So it's just like, no, but I just honestly hate that. Like anything is good things. Like I'm as pessimistic as it comes, but armchair activism, like just spreading any knowledge because it could hit someone who actually does get up off the couch. You know what yeah, I mean? Like that's true. It, the bare minimum is still better than nothing. And like, people are going to be like, yo, you're, uh, virtual signaling, signaling, or whatever. It's like you know what? It's still good. Who cares? So yeah, that's why I, I just feel yeah. like I, I, I will move on because I did want to say some stuff, but fuck it, I'll just move on. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move on to this other topic that I saw on Twitter. Uh, we're not going to stay on this too quickly because, like I said, a lot of shit happened this week. But I saw this on Twitter: historic moments that Twitter missed. Like, what do you think some of the moments would have been on Twitter that would have been super dope that we missed because Twitter wasn't around? I'll start, off, I'll, start off, I'll, start, I'll start off with one, though. O.J. Simpson's Bronco chase definitely would have been one of the craziest nights ever if we had Twitter around. That would have been insane. I would have loved to have been oh, around. for sure. Even though I was kind of too young, like if I was of age or something like that and was able to follow it on Twitter, I think that would have been one of the greatest moments on Twitter. The memes would have been legendary for that shit. I know. Well, I mean, we still get pretty legendary memes from stuff like that 30 years later. So think about it happening like... Real you know time. what I mean? Like the legacy of OJ is still going. So think about it was happening at the time to document all that shit. Like it'd be wild. Same with you the know, Rodney I, King stuff too. Like all that time during that era would have been wild. Yeah. I love that. He's still on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's awesome. Like, like <laughs> the full on murderer, but <laughs> he's out here giving his opinion on other crimes and shit. So I, I honestly like for people like you and like people a bit younger and same with me because i just read on it though but i remember like you don't understand what it's like because this guy was from our first of all he was like a huge legendary like great football player then he was a commentary he was like tony romo at the time like people were like yo this guy's commentary in sports afterwards and his like personality like the most charismatic guy ever yeah. everyone was loving him he was breaking yeah. down walls racially like it was, you know what I mean? Like, it was like Will Smith, but even maybe even bigger. And then he was a movie star at that time, too. Like, people were like, wow, he can really do it all. Like, this guy was, like, one of the biggest peaks ever. And then for it to be like, yo, I just slit this white woman's throat, like, wild. Yeah. That is, that like, is a the crazy fall. I couldn't even, 
I think that would be like probably equivalent to if Jay Z came out and said that he did something like that or something. I think even different though, because I think feel like OJ's like white influence was even bigger at that point. Like I'm trying to think. Wayne who, Brady. Who, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. No, I didn't know because Wayne Brady's still not like he's like famous man. We're talking famous, famous. Okay, like, what about Chappelle? I'm, I'm t- if Chappelle came out with some shit like that, I think that would be it. Because yeah, but yeah, I guess. So. But but still like, but he. Chappelle's always been edgy though, like stuff you can't even put online. Like Will Smith, it was like Will Smith or something at the peak, though. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think, like that's, that's why it's so crazy because there's really no comparison almost that you can like even think of. Like this dude was across all homes, and like you could put him on Disney Channel or YouTube or whatever and stuff too. So that's what it was so nuts about it. But yeah, it's I, I honestly just don't think you can really even have an example. Of that's how crazy it was. Okay, what would be what what would be another night though that you think would would have been crazy? Nine eleven, man. <laughs> Yo, I wrote I that this. down. I actually wrote nine. That. I don't care. I don't care. Nine eleven. <laughs> I would like, dude. I remember where exactly. Like, there's two moments in my life where I remember exactly where I was, and that was where when I was being born. And nine eleven. No, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say no one fucking remembers that shit. <laughs> but not, I remember like everything about nine eleven. Like waking up early and it was already on the TV and be like, I don't really understand this. Like. School was all quiet and somber. Yeah, I didn't. I first... didn't really understand what was going on either. Other than I heard that like a plane flew into a building, I was just yeah. like, okay, like I, I wasn't really shocked or like upset because one, it was kind of far away, but also too, like I didn't really understand the magnitude of it um, until they started mentioning like because at first there was no reports of like terrorism. It was literally just a. I thought it was just like a bad accident, you know, like yeah. maybe a plane flew too low or whatever. So just like okay, like just a bad accident. But then once the terrorism stuff started popping up. That's when I was like, oh, like that's when I kind of pieced it together. But before that, I was just like, yeah, it wasn't so I, quiet and shit, but. But it was a bit different too, because I was I was in grade eight. I yeah, you teacher roll, you're older. The teacher me. rolled in the TV and she's all like somber and stuff. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like a shithead in grade <laughs> eight. Normally I, normally I skipped morning class. I'm like, oh, this is where I'm like, we're watching fucking the morning news. Like this is pretty lit. And she's like almost in tears. And then I'm like, what is happening? And just like the whole, and then like I had American friends and family, and they went home. They got let off, let off school. Like they weren't even close to the city, and they're like, I'm like everyone, whatever. And then people like talking about it. And then we went to war, and I remember staying home like the next couple of months when they went to Iraq. Like then you could see war on TV all the time too, right? Like people straight up dying for the first time too as well. So it was like, holy shit! Like the whole thing, just like the effect of it. And then we had remember we did that when we were in journalism school. We did that role play oh, of yeah, being yeah, in, a, yeah. in a newsroom like, this is so fucked i cannot this is so fucked Yo, and he, i got in trouble no keep going, keep going keep going keep going i got in trouble for not hashtagging 9-11 like bro what like like you know what i mean just the the thing of it and every but i was like yo this would be crazy to be working in news but that yeah. class was also wild i'll give malcolm some credit though for doing that because it is something that you know you wouldn't expect and to put kids through that Kind of gives you some preparation for if something like that ever does happen in the future because you never know something you could be in some kind of oh 100 does happen again and then you're in that you're in the field and you and you have to be able to respond to that so i it, do it just went like the thought experiment of what he did i just think it was kind of funny how we got critiqued afterwards about like some of the stuff that we didn't really yeah, do basically in- we're trying to be respectable people and they were, our professor was encouraging us to be TMZ during 9-11. Like, you got to put a hashtag when you put that body, like, jumping out of a window and stuff. You're like, okay. But he's not wrong. I mean, that is what the industry I is. I know he's not. Like, TMZ would be wow. one of the first to break that news story if it did happen, so. 
Oh, imagine 9-11 happening right now, man. Like, the videos of it. Like, you'd have people, like, Snapchatting themselves, jumping out of, a, out of the top floor and that. Like, wild. Yeah, that would be crazy. Uh, but the last, yeah. one, the last one that I thought of as well, too, is the Malice in the Palace. I think that would have been one of the greatest nights ever. Which will lead into another story that we're going to talk about later. But I do want to move on to some music before we get into that. So, See, that's how I know I'm old, though. I remember exactly where I was. I remember I was shooting hoops outside my house in my backyard. And I remember running in because the game was almost over. The and then seeing the fight break out. And I was literally in my backyard and the TV was playing in my parents' front room. And then I hear, oh, and they're in the stands now. And I run inside. I'm like, yo, I had to get the VCR. I had to get my dad's VCR and try and get the tape in. So because I knew I was watching something historical <laughs> and try to try to pop the VCR in and like record it and shit because like you didn't have YouTube and stuff back then. So it was yeah. wild. Dude, I don't remember if I saw that live or if I saw the highlights afterwards. I think I saw the highlights on like Sports Center afterwards. Um, but good on you. I was well, luckily my dad was from Detroit, so he would always and that was like during their championship run. So that I was always watching the games. True. Lucky you. But yeah, I just want to. If you want to move on to music, uh, so there's been debates online about this Mount Rushmore picture that I can't remember who put up, but someone put this picture up with four Mount Rushmore heads, one having a missing head, the other three <coughs> being Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole, which is funny because we had this discussion literally the week before just about who we had in the top three, and then you you had ASAP Rocky of all people as your yeah, from and that, I stand by from that generation. Um, okay, so I guess you're going to stick by that one. But based off of what the internet's been saying, it's really come down to these last two acts for the 2010 spot. One of them being Nicki Minaj, who I'm a huge fan of um, and really love her music when it comes oh, to... Are we talking about one where they named number one for every year, though? No, no, that was uh, Punch, did, Punch did his own version where he did who's, who's the top four in uh, each era for four years going but this oh, okay. is, i'm talking about the original one oh, where, where really? it was just those three and then people were debating if it was Nicki minaj or future both people who i love and wouldn't mind if either of them got the spot me personally i would pick future if i had to choose someone only because of the fact that i think he just had more of an impact in terms of not only well, maybe i can't even say the music because Nicki's kind of birthed the whole new era of female rap right now so I can't even say maybe the impact. Future was weird though because he didn't blow up right away. Like, yeah, the thing, like, with, the thing with Future is like he didn't really, like you said, he didn't really blow up. But he he didn't blow up right away off of like his mixtapes and stuff. It wasn't until like 2013, 2014 ish that he started getting into the mainstream because people still weren't taking him seriously. But he did have a. I think he just had way more bodies of work, and he still did have influence within the culture as well too. And that's why I think I would put him above Nicki. Because Nikki, yes, she is birthing a whole new generation of female rap. But at the same time, too, she only had, like, I think three three projects from 2011 all the way till 2018. So that's yeah. not really that much of an output it, um, in terms of musical. But she is great. Like, I'm not taking anything away from her. And if you have her in that fourth spot, I wouldn't be upset because I love Nikki. But I would just personally put Future in that spot. It's, it's hard how you look. It depends how you want to look at this. Because I remember, like, Future's three or four four years out at first were kind of like a joke. Like even when he had that Tony Montana song came out, and yeah, I hated like, that. I song loved, I loved his first album though. Like turn on the lights and like all the, but like I thought it was a fucking classic. But everyone was like, Future's the biggest trash ever, and it honestly took so long. Like, even when him and Drake did their first collabo, like they had beef at first. Remember that? Like, yeah. 
because of, first a, first because of an interview on, I think it was the Rolling Stones, who uh, misquoted or took Future's words out of context. And then, yeah, Mike but then they end up doing so much music together. But like for the first three or four years, same, same with Migos too. I put Migos and Future on the same thing. Like I, I honestly did not think like they made some bangers, but like they came around the time I would say the ringtone era was just dying. But to me, I thought they were going to be some like ringtone type rappers. Like yeah. they could put out a banger here and there and stick around just off that kind of like a soldier boy style almost, but like obviously less like whatever Mimi. Um, but yeah, like I, I will say I'm definitely wrong on those two. And then you, if you ask me five years ago, I'd be like Nikki for sure. She's dropping classics on like Kanye style albums. You just have future, like a mixtape guy who drops a banger once in a while. But if you ask me, like, I, I would say the peak was Nikki. Like, and then if you ask me, like, we're talking about 2010, 2011. So if you asked me at 2015, I'd be like, Nikki, not even close, not even close. Because Future really didn't start get, to get his respect till 2015, 2016. So I he would say, start, like, he, obviously, he did, yeah, he didn't start getting mainstream respect until like 2015. He was still kind of like, people still knew about him before that. But like you said, he wasn't as big by that point until 2015. Yeah. And like, even when they did the diet, like, it well, wasn't, I'd say 2014 actually, but yeah. What would you say? Like, I remember even when him and Drake did the first that uh, mixtape, you know, the Diamonds Dance, what's that one fucking called? Um, the time to be alive. Yeah, it obviously was huge. But when it first, first dropped, it was like, yo, Drake's put, like, getting on, like, and doing the, this guy a favor like that. You know what I mean? And then that just kind of, like, solidified him. And then Future had a run after that. So I would say, like, obviously looking at now, it's it's Future. But, like, at that time, or, like, Nikki's peak and, like, cultural impact, I wouldn't be mad at them selecting her either because... I think she just kind of chose to go in a direction and not be the like future will jump on anything, which is good for him too. He kind of like him and Gucci the same way. Like, you know what I mean? They're both kind of jokes when they first started, but now they're fucking in the hip hop hall of fame type thing. So, um, I mean, they both have different type of careers. I wouldn't be mad at anyone picking Nikki, but I'm definitely future and his career is pretty epic. So you'd go future as well too for that fourth spot. Yeah. Right now for sure. But yeah, if you're think, asking me just from 2010 to 14, it'd be Nikki. I don't know if Nikki's peak was necessary. Like, she was high. I just don't remember how high her Starship song Bro, was. Bro, she was doing, like, 600,000 on the albums. Like, like her peak was definitely higher than future no, sales and concert-wise. She was big. When, when she only had her, her, her highest peaking album was a number two album. I don't think she ever had a number one. She's never had a number one? No. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, because I remember looking this up. I remember her her number one just being um or sorry, her biggest album being her last one. A being no, she, no, no, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Okay, so what she, is did it? Have, she did have two number ones and two number twos. That's what it was, my bad. Yeah, dude, she was big, big for a minute there, like like Beyonce style almost thought. So I don't know what the there. first weeks were, but she did do 2 million for Pink Friday. But yeah, she was superstar status because she did have that Starship song and that was playing everywhere in university. I remember that much. And like literally girls who didn't even expect to listen 420 to that. for the pink one, first week, which is pretty fucking big. Yeah, that's massive. Too. Especially 2000, 2010. The pink print that, is Yeah, that's, that one did 2000. That one did 2000, 4,020. 2014 album. I don't even know oh, the name of her album. Right. So. Well, anyways, either way, still big numbers because. Oh yeah, though Pink Friday did 900, bro. I told you first week. Yes, man. Yeah, no way. Pink Hold Friday, on. Roman Reloaded. 
first week sales. Dude, she did 375,000 first week. What are you talking about? And she debuted at number two. No. I don't know where you're getting your facts from, but this is literally. The internet. This is literally. Okay, hold on. Let me. Prank Friday. What is it? Roman Reloaded? It debuted at number one. She did 253,000 for that one. And it, yes, it did debut at number one, but she did 253. Okay, well, the other one still did first week. Okay, let's see what Pink Print did. I can't believe we're actually searching this like live on there. So Pink Print debuted at number two, did 244,000 first week numbers. Uh, well, I'll be back they're next good, episode. They're good sales, but yeah, definitely not 600,000. I do just remember her having the Starship song and that being big. Like women that I didn't even know listened to rap were singing that shit. So she definitely did have a huge pop influence. But as a whole career, I would definitely have to put Future up there over her just because of the fact that he was a little bit more consistent. Yeah, but if you, if you, for sure, I definitely never imagined Future. When they first came out, I never imagined Future ever saying Future was going to be bigger than Nicki, though. Yeah, me neither. I really hated that Tony Montana song when it first came out. And then eventually when I grew to like Future, then I was like, oh, shit, like his music's actually kind of fire. And that song is actually a hit. Uh, the remix with Drake is actually pretty, pretty dope. Well, not remix. She was on the original. Oh, but his verse yeah, it's fucking Drake's fire too. Very, very verse is fun. Fire too, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on to, <laughs> to the hardwood basketball court because tons of shit went down in basketball this past few weeks. Um, obviously, we're going to start off with all the ruckus uh, that went down, especially with the fans and how they've been behaving since they've been back in the arenas. So let's start, with, let's start with the first one. So the first thing that happened was Westbrook, he, the Wizards are playing the Philadelphia 76ers. The Wizards are the eighth seed. Philly's the first seed. Competition was close in the first game, but after that, the series has kind of been more favored to Philadelphia, as you would expect. Uh, I think it's game two or game three. I can't remember which one, but Westbrook gets an injury, and he has to – oh, my God. Okay, good. I was... Are you fucking serious right now? What? <laughs> my fire alarm for my building's going off right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Hopefully not. No, I can't hear it because okay, I thought well, you were crazy. Good. All right, you're good. So, yeah, Westbrook, game two or game three, he gets hurt. I'm not sure which one, but he has to leave the court. And as he's leaving the court, a fan decides to dump popcorn onto him, which is absolutely absurd. You can't be doing that shit. But the backlash online is the most crazy part about this whole thing. The fan dumps popcorn on him, and the backlash online is just absolutely absurd because a lot of you are defending this saying, hey, it's just a bag of popcorn, which immediately strikes me as complete bullshit for one because you know for a fact this is how i know people are so detached from real life now and that the fact that they live so much online that they would think that being dumping popcorn on someone just means that you could just walk it off and like not be pissed about it go anywhere in this in this world right now and dump a bag of popcorn on someone and see how they react to it no one's just gonna sit there and be like oh thank you for doing that oh yeah it's gonna let you get away with that People, someone's going to get in a, either a fight or an argument or something. No one's just going to be like, yo, thanks for dumping popcorn on me. So the fact that people are online being like, well, he should be professional about this and just have the popcorn dump on him and walk away. It's not that big of a deal. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, bro. If you're in a okay. movie theater and someone dumps popcorn on you, that's starting to right No one's just fucking, yeah, no one's just sitting down. Because those same people don't, they think getting millions of dollars for a black person 
means that you can be treated like a like circus animal to them. Yeah. Like the same people making you those comments. Like, Why are you complaining? They're the same ones. If you if I step on your property, they want to shoot you though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, like stand your ground. Like it's like, hey, murder me. You could have sold my TV. Like that thing. It's like, but I want to throw. I want to punch a guy in the face because he threw popcorn at me, and I'm like the savage animal. Fuck out of here. Yeah, they'll justify all like the cop bullshit. Like, yeah, they'll be like, but oh, on. popcorn. Yeah, but and what Wes doesn't even do do anything either. Like I honestly wouldn't even, like he should be able to like at least face the guy. You know what I mean? Like I did, all he did was like literally try to like run up there. It's not like he actually got his hands in. Everyone's like would assuming that he would have like attacked him or anything. He probably would just bitched him out. Like ran up there like go to eye to eye. I guarantee you the popcorn guy would have been like, oh, like I'm so sorry. Like it was I got carried away type thing. You know what I mean? Like at least confront him. It's not like Westbrook full on attacking. Like he was just trying to get up there at least like say it to my face type thing. Exactly. And that's the thing. A lot they feel so protected by the fact that they're in the stands and they know security's around and nothing nothing really is gonna happen to them other than obviously the repercussions of you know a possible ban or suspension from being able to return to that arena. But they understand that players aren't gonna be able to fight them. So they they do shit like this um and, and feel that they aren't gonna be, you know, reprim- reprimanded for it whatsoever. Like like you said. I fully believe that Westbrook should be allowed to run up on there and beat that man's ass. And, like, just give him an ass whooping that he just will never forget. And that way, people will never do this type of shit again. And that's another thing. A lot of this, like, like we said before, you know, the situations on Twitter that we happen to miss because Twitter wasn't around. The Malice in the Palace is a perfect one for this example right here. Because a lot of people, like I said, they live online. They don't, they haven't been out in real life in so long, especially with the pandemic. Because when we add that into it, you know, people have just been inside, cooped in their houses, not doing anything. I think that's part of the reason why a lot of these guys are acting like assholes and idiots is because of the fact that you've just been, like, cooped up in your house and they have all this extra energy now that they're back outside. But yeah, that's an excuse what they've done. But the fact that, they ha- that they're able to do that, like, there needs to be another malice in the palace. Like, I want to see Westbrook beat that guy's ass. The dude in uh, Atlanta... Oh, spitting on, too. New York, bro. Yeah, spitting on's even worse. If you spit on me, I would go... Fuck, like, okay, other things I'd be like, spitting you know, is you assault, pop- so, yeah. if you threw popcorn on me, I'd be like, fuck, I'm not going to jail over this stuff. But, like, if you spat on me, I might murder you. Like, if someone, like, you know what I mean? I've been spat on once, and I literally it's beat that person to a pulp. Like, number, yeah. fuck that. Like, absolutely, like, no one would be be okay with it. Like, Trey, the way he played it, it was, like, insane. He was like, oh, like, whatever. I was like, yo, if you spit on me, I'm, I, I'll put you in a fucking hospital bed. Yeah, so I don't know if it hit Trey because I think that's why he didn't really kind of flinch at the moment. But it's still that act of spitting period that's way worse. And on top of that, we're just coming like, well, I guess they're coming out of a pandemic. So not only is spitting all like spitting was already deemed to be disgusting. Like that's one of the most vile things you can do. Like you said, if someone spat on me, I'm I would literally want to choke the life out of them. Like yeah, that enraged about the situation. It's, it's I'd be more mad over a spit than a punch. Like I've yeah, been punched for hundred percent. Like, like spitting is completely way worse. So if I got hit, yeah. so if I got hit by that, like I'd want to do that. So I don't think he got hit because I think he would have reacted a different way. Um, but yeah, coming out of a pandemic where you know we transfer shit by doing that, and like you spinning and doing that is next level disrespect. So he should have got his ass beat as well too. Um, he got a ban, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I think you can still like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens in that. It's not like they're gonna catch him. He wanted to go watch a game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't think you can necessarily get like like stopped from that because they don't have that person's face plastered everywhere. So he still probably could get into the building, but 
there needs to be way more repercussions for what these guys are doing to athletes right now because right now mm-hmm. it's fucking insane. Um, and then, and like, go, no, go ahead. Physical violence is like what keeps us honest. Like you can just tell when someone hasn't been punched in the face. I'm not afraid to be like punched in the face. People just act wild. Like I don't know. They have like this. I, I just I've always be like when you take away that ability for someone to hit you or that there's always like people get carried away and get reckless and so disrespectful and they won't do the same the way to you like the amount of times i've been talked to in the office like so rudely in that work environment versus like this motherfucker would never dare say something like that to me out in the streets you know what i mean like and it just like takes away that like accountability like you wouldn't disrespect someone like that at all but when they have that like block in between you or that thing that makes them feel safe that's when you see people's like true character. Yeah, it's the exact same thing that goes on with being on the internet. You have that anonymity, so no one knows who mm-hmm. you are, so you can get away with saying shit. And even if people do know who you are, you know, there's still that protection of not gonna find you. Yeah, like, they're not whatever. gonna find you. Like your your employer might not find you, or like your friends might not find you. Because a lot of people, a lot of people have surprisingly, like a lot of people have accounts where it's just dumb and they don't really have friends in real life who follow them or anything like that. It's just literally their accounts and just some random people that they follow. So they can spew whatever bullshit that they want to spew and, and feel that they can get away with it. But I think the most interesting one that happened was the Kyrie logo thing. Um, so for those of you who don't know, like Kyrie plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He was a former Boston Celtic before he got traded. Oh, sorry. He got traded from Cleveland to Boston. And then when his contract expired, he decided to sign with Brooklyn they faced each other in the first round of the playoffs. Recently, they just eliminated them four games to one. In game three, or game four, sorry, uh, the Nets won on Boston's floor. And after the game, Kyrie walked up to the logo and decided to stomp his foot on it and then rub his shoe on the logo. And this yep. this was an absolute outlaw because one of the fans as well threw a water bottle at him whilst he was leaving the, whilst he was leaving the, uh, the court. And... Uh, a bunch of the players also decided to, like, you know, ch- chime in and kind of, like, defend Kyrie and yell back at the fan. But no one could really get to him because they were way too far. Uh, but that fan also got arrested and was escorted from the arena. And a lot of, I don't know, the, the debate online was kind of even more chaotic than the Westbrook one and the and the trade. Yeah, because, because, it's, because it's, it's a fucking logo. <laughs> I, but, like, fuck Boston. I hate Kyrie. We've talked about Kyrie. So many times, and I think he's a fucking clown of a human but, being. Yeah, but I hate, I, but yeah, but I, now I like. I can him. understand why people don't like him. Yeah. yeah, and like the entitlement of Boston fans too, being like, "Oh, he said he's gonna retire his jersey, and then he left and stuff." It's like, fuck you, fuck your stupid city, fuck Danny. Literally, do you see Danny Age? Like his comment to being like, um, "He never, I've never, I never experienced racism." Yeah, Yo, you're someone <laughs> shit in Bill Russell's thing. Bill Russell's the greatest, like one city player ever for Boston. And their fans were so racist, they went in and shit on his bed. You know what I mean? He refused to go and do a Hall of Fame speech in front of the fans because they were so racist and terrible. Boston's a fucking shithole of human beings who are entitled fucking wannabe Irish people who have no real identity anyways. I, like, I literally hate every fucking thing. And I tweeted, like, it's funny because I tweeted about all those incidents. And the only time I got, like, barraged with people is when I talked about Boston, like Boston fans and stuff, like the fucking worst. And like, people are like, well, Kyrie never said anything about actually experiencing racism. It's like, he lived in Boston. Everyone experiences racism in Boston. Fuck that city and fuck like everyone in it too. So I'm on, like, I don't even like Kyrie. 
and I'm on the side. It's a stupid fucking Irish <laughs> logo, dumbass shit. Like but you have you have a, you're getting mad over a cartoon character. The same type of people who fucking jerk off the anime. So you probably relate to them, but hey, it's like, come mean? on. <laughs> I was high so it's, I hate yeah, well, these are a bunch of adult men, 45-year-old guys with beer bellies who fucking drink beer all day. Fuck, I hate Boston fans so much. I was so happy. Like, Kyrie went from my worst top five to top five after this, <laughs> just by him shitting all over Boston. And then, like, the way, it, honestly, just always, I hate it because if these people don't say, like, the N-word or something, obviously, like, racist, you can't be like, you can, you know the entitlement and a good portion of the hate towards Kyrie is, like, the entitlement of Boston fans and them being, like, pretty more racist than any other fan base except maybe utah you know what i mean so just like you're uncomfortable you hate it you know the real reason why so many of them hate Kyrie and shit too but you can't like be like oh well he didn't say the n-word so i can't say he's racist like you know what i mean and like they're all shitting all over him because Kyrie's like i hope no racial slurs get thrown out there but every single player who's played for boston or been there was like yeah i've been called like racist names while playing there yeah, even Marcus Murray came out and said that he's... Like, Tristan Thompson's there, too. He's like, he's like, now that we're here, they're nice to us. I was like, okay, so you're a house nigga. Like, you have to live in the house, and now you're they treat you real nice. You know what I mean? No, like, I, think, yeah, we're I think he's confirming no, I know. what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just... they're being. I'm not actually shitting on them. Like, oh, okay. It's yeah. just the city where it's playing. I'm fucking... But, yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you got to say the right thing. I'm like, yeah, when I was on the other team, they were terrible and threw racial slurs at me. But now they love me. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like... Fuck, I just, I don't know. I hate, I despise Boston. And like seeing Danny Age do that too. And do you see that other clip of him being like, so there's a, they're talking about LeBron and Steph Curry. And he's basically like, they need to shut up and dribble. And then they're like, well, Pop and Kerr um, pretty much like express the same sentiments. And he's like, well, he's like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're allowed to say what they want. Like they're smart guys and stuff. And it's like, fuck you. Like, wait, can Kane it be said this? This ain't, yeah, I post on Twitter. Go see it. It's like he literally was like, they're Hollywood. What's Hollywood know? Because Ainge is a Trump supporter. I don't know what Hollywood know, but blah, blah. The basketball player is like, yo, this is your boss basically saying you're a basketball player, you're an idiot. Don't express anything. This was years ago, this clip. So why the fuck would Kyrie, who's obviously like trying to be like woke and aware of all this shit, want to play for a douchebag like that? This clip was from a couple of years ago. He basically said, he's like, they're Hollywood. He's like, they're just basketball players. Like, I wouldn't take any advice from them. This is your boss. Like, imagine your boss dismissing any of your, like, sentiments or, like, thought as you're a basketball player. Like, fuck him. Yeah, two things on that real quickly because I don't want to stay on it too long. But one being, um, one being, yeah, the NBA does have, like, a lot of hidden racism. Like, there's, there's owners and there's high execs who are definitely super racist and they just don't. Obviously, they don't show it the same way because the league appears to be progressive. But yeah. It definitely still happens. Um, and two, oh, fuck, what was the other point I was going to say about that? Oh, it also reminds me of um, what Adam Silver said to uh, Masai Ujiri. Masai, yeah. And it's like, I couldn't believe that he actually said that because it was, the way that he said it was, basically he was saying that it was Masai's fault for the reason why the cop had pursued him the way that he did. Um, even yeah, though we said he needs to know better. Yeah, he, he, he said he said no, but he, it, it's even worse than that because what he said was he said it was kind of like in his nature to move in an aggressive manner. <laughs> and that's Jeez. why the cop reacted how he did. He's like, yeah, like Masai's full of 
energy and you know it's kind of in its nature to move in an aggressive type manner and like that's just coded racism right there which which i honestly ever since and that, everyone thought was and this is this is the best guy we've got everyone exactly. thought at the time silver is the wokest met like team like He's president local. like we're so lucky that's to have him this exactly. nigga just sells you the first but the thing it's the bottom line is the dollar and you know these fucking these all these people hold racist sentiments like they all knew about donald sterling donald sterling's racism has been out since the 80s oh yeah everyone knew about it still went public like, with the money though yeah so. yeah exactly and like even after there's still owners like well that's kind of setting a bad precedent it's like don't say nigger like yeah that's there's the president for you like it's just, it's wild. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even the people you think, like, the people who are our biggest advocates at the end of the day still don't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? That's, like, not to fucking go full Malcolm X type thing, but, like, that's why you need your own league and you need your own people, like, owning at the top of it. Because at the end of the day, the interest is green, not black. Like, and it's it's just, like, hard to enjoy. Sometimes it becomes hard to enjoy the sport when you know so many people are benefiting from it that have, like, like no bad feelings towards you and yeah you know what i mean like same with like well we won't even go into that but like the pride stuff like i couldn't imagine being a gay person seeing that td bullshit like yo those memes are so funny dude Um, i've been dying at all of those memes like yeah because it's so true like every like we've kind of noticed this trend from before like we've been commenting on this since at least 2000 like 17 2018 um because you see it like the moment pride comes around all these stores are all of a sudden pro-gay. They're all into it. They got their mm-hmm. flags on, on their windows. They change their photos on Instagram, <laughs> on Twitter, all that shit. But, like, half of these corporations are literally donating to causes that are anti-gay and shit like that. So it's like, yeah. you're just full of shit. You're just doing it for the sake of good PR and being in the good graces of being able to obtain uh, gay money, for lack of a better word. The um, thing is, I'm for it. Like, I want them to keep doing it, but also don't support them. Like, I want them to continue doing that because it does make it now. But I'm also not being like, oh, I'm going to bank with TD now because they're doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. It's good that it's still happening, but I'm also being like, I don't think you're good people. Like, it's it's the right direction, but, like, BMO and stuff is still fucking trash. And if it took enough, like, if they made more money being, being like, fuck the gay people month, they would do that too. If it meant more money for them. You know what I mean? Like. I want it to continue happening, but let's also make fun of them at the same time. Yeah, because I, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, it is good that they are putting that out there and, like, kind of making it more, you know, progressive. But at the same time, too, you're not – I'm not switching to a different, like, bank. Or different, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to Pizza Pizza all of a sudden because of the fact that they changed their shit. <laughs> we shouldn't be going to Pizza Pizza for any reason. We talked exactly. about this. Yo, honestly, <laughs> I caved two weeks ago, and I ended up getting it, and I, I, was, so, I was so regretful after buying it. Oh, I ate it a couple times. I'm not going to lie. So I, I've sold out. I was like, they got my order wrong for one. And then two, I was like, man, the pizza's not even that good. Like, I don't even know why I subjected myself to this. Other than the fact that it was cheaper than, like, the other alternatives in my area. Because, uh, yeah, in my That's area, it. a lot of pizzas are just super expensive. Like, if you're, especially if you're ordering, if you're ordering, like, through the phone, it's even pricier because you have to pay for delivery and shit. But even walking in and just being like, yo, can I get, like, a large pizza? It's like 20 bucks. Like, what the fuck? Oh, for sure, um, man. Like, it's. That's the only the only reason you should ever be at Tim Hortons or Pizza Pizza is because like it's literally legit cheap though. Like you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm like when I was in school, I needed a coffee to stay awake, but I can get a Tim Hortons coffee for iced coffee for like a dollar. You know what I mean? It's like okay, yeah. like same with Pizza Pizza. I can eat there for the whole weekend off fifteen dollars. Like I've got I'm running out of student loans. But if you're like well off or 
not worrying about money, there's no excuse that you should be ever eating there. Like if you got if you're caked up, don't ever eat. <laughs> what? Even if you're even if you're really caked up, it's still like spending a lot on other spots. No, yeah. I know. And convenience too, man. I wouldn't choose them. Like, I wouldn't choose them, but like I would I would always go Domino's before them. Domino's, Domino's, but Domino's is decent. For like how yeah, cheap it is, yeah, I just Domino's had. The, is good. I got two pizzas for eighteen dollars. Like, and I ate the whole for Saturday and Sunday. I was just eating leftover pizza. Yeah, I got two for free actually because I have the rewards account, so I have two yeah. that are just sitting for free. I probably should have used that, but. But same with Tim Hortons. Though. Like sometimes it's literally the only reason I go there is like because where I live in like the suburb area is things it's like close it's only to like eight. Yeah, I'm like okay, fine. Or it's like right there. Yeah, exactly. Either I could pay a lot or drive really far. That's the only time I'll get shit from there. But it's also. It's, yeah, it's fun. but also the area I live in is so bougie. Like co- cups of coffee are like five dollars here. And I'm just like yeah, fuck. Crazy. Like I want to support small business, but five dollars, man. Like, come on. For me though, I actually will shell out for the smaller businesses, but no, I will too. Well, normally, only, but... only on occasion. Yeah, only. But on some days when you're like shit. Yeah, some days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dropping that. That's what I'm of saying. Like if, I, if I'm if I got like I got paid and stuff, I'm like we're drinking the best of coffee, like whatever. But by the end of the month, we're, we are, like, getting the scraps out of the garbage can. Yeah. Um, the only thing I did want to finish out with the Kyrie thing, though, is that, like, I understand the frustration of stepping on the logo because KG and, like, what's his name? Glenn ba- Baby Davis came out and spoke about it. And, like, yeah, it's a symbol of the team, so it is kind of disrespectful. But it's not on, it's not on the fans to take up that mantle and throw shit at at. It's not on anyone, man. It's called. No, the, the, no, you can, no, you can have you can have the team defend that type of. Yeah, game. the players at the time, but like KG's out here. I don't want to hear shit from KG. Yeah, KG's Go start some fights with some Euro niggas, like and back down. Yo, like, you can, and him throwing shade at people. Like, yeah, exactly. He's just talking. What else did he do? Charlie even Villanueva? Remember we called him a cancer patient? Oh, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, fuck out of here. Like you're, you want you gotta pick one or the other. If you want to be a headbutting psycho, he's trying to try every soft white guy in the league. Then you like, you know what I mean? Like, get the fuck yeah, he, like, he's a lot certain people. Spoke. And, yeah, and if some people spoke up, maybe Davis too, though. Maybe, maybe Davis, yeah, for sure. Baby. This dude used to cry all the time. You can't be speaking out about, and they're such like hypocrites. Like, if it, if there's like a ledge, I honestly, even it's, it's weird that every Boston player is kind of like personality wise is unlikable. Him, like Paul Pierce, even Rondo, like, the only like one KG, is, though. I still like KG, but still, I mean, I'm saying for it's understandable people don't like KG, though, either. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give it, I'm just saying they're very, they're controversial players. Like, and the only one who's not is Ray Allen. And Ray Allen has wants nothing to do with Boston. Yeah, I was gonna say all the players don't like him though. (laughs) Yeah, but he doesn't like, I mean, they all, everyone else has played with him. The non-Boston players like Ray though. You know what I mean? I'm I'm saying that's, I think it speaks more to the personalities that like Boston. Paul Pierce, KG, Rondo, Big Baby. That's all. I think the funniest thing too is the fact that Boston's logo is like a is a real person on the logo. I don't I don't necessarily think that this gets the same kind of rage because imagine if he if he steps on like the 76ers logo or the heat the heat logo, it's just a ball going through a hoop. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't think they necessarily defend it the same way. It's not a caricature of yeah, a white guy. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Put your fists <laughs> up. Like it's because every fucking drunk redneck Boston <laughs> yeah. fucking wannabe Irish guy. Thanks to the fucking logo of that team. That's what I'm saying, man. No, like, no, just, that's family there. It looks like the yeah, fucking yeah. Uncle Bob sitting there, too. So they're, like, happy. Like, put your – do, and they probably have the same fighting uh, <laughs> structure, too, as well. Like, the bottom fist. Come on, try me. They look like fucking Bill Burr. Oh, man. 
Yeah, the same the same thing with KG and Big Baby too, because they call him by his name. They call him Lucky. Yeah, Lucky. Like, I didn't know that nigga had yeah, a name. Exactly. <laughs> Me neither. How dare they do that to Lucky? I'm like, yo, what? What? Yeah, they call him Lucky. Oh, I was like. Y'all hear yourself right now? Like, Dude, I was on. crying when I read this. I was like, yo, I didn't even know yeah. I had a name, bro. <laughs> like, not lucky. Not lucky. <laughs> what? That, oh, my God. It's the guy at the end of a rainbow, and you're fucking getting all worked up over him. Holy shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was killing me, too. And they called, when KG called him Lucky, I did Wikipedia. I was like, yo, they actually gave this guy a whole name and backstory. Yeah. Like... Dude, I've been watching basketball since I was like six years old. I've never heard anyone call the Boston mascot that. I just picture Lucky on the boat coming from Ireland, like as an immigrant in 1928. And he got a job with the Celtics, worked his way up to the mascot position. Holy shit. (laughs) Just a hardworking Bostonian. (laughs) You know Lucky's an alcoholic too. Yeah, for sure. All I ever did was call it do the Celtics logo, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god. You know, Lucky gets drunk on a Tuesday at the bar <laughs> and starts calling the Patriots players N words. Uh, beats his wife too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. It's a nice lady, a teacher. Oh man. Right, last last topic to round us out real quick. Little baby, little Dirk. They're dropping a joint album this Friday. Uh, super excited about it because on. Khaled's album. He actually has an underrated song with both of them on it, and I haven't seen enough people discuss how good of a song this is. Um, but it's titled Every Chance I Get, and both Little Dirk, well, Little Baby especially, smokes his verse. Uh, Dirk has a pretty good verse on there, too, but the both of them together are really good. I'm actually, I didn't know that this album was coming out this week. I think it was supposed to come out last week. They say, but- wait, wait, wait. Rewind here. Sorry, I just got a, a notification because I was too loud in the house. But, um, do you say Little Dirk oh. and Little Baby have a Yeah, yeah, Little Dirk and Little Baby have an album coming out. They have a joint project. What? So it's coming out this Friday. So it's supposed to come out last week, but... I was literally yeah. riding, riding today saying they're my favorite new guys. Why you, why you say it like that? Some of the old dudes. I was <laughs> riding in the car. This is my favorite new guys. <laughs> this, is my, this is my favorite of the new school. They're they are quite some artists. Very talented, you know, too. None of, none of that garbage stuff. Not all rappers, hoes, and chain stuff. They really get into the nitty-gritty. Um, anyways, continue. Yeah, so they're supposed to drop last week, but because DMX dropped his posthumous album, they decided to release it this week. Uh, but I'm excited because they dropped the first single titled Voice of the Heroes, and the song is pretty good. Uh, and I actually oh. think that this is as good as... I'm like as excited for this as a Drake and Future collab. I think that that's really appropriate here because Little Baby from the New School has been the top of the game. Like A lot of people... Harold him as the future of this generation going forward. And there's the kind of like 180 that Dirk's been able to make with his career. Um, like he's been around for a long time, but no one's really given him his respect until now because he's more, more mainstream. So the fact that both these guys are joining forces, like I can see this being like a what a time to be alive type situation. Bro, I'm so <laughs> proud of little Dirk dog. Like I've been saying, saying it because like, I remember listening to a couple of songs. Um, from the because him and little reese and on the that's the shit i I don't like or whatever and then little dark was the third wheel because he wasn't on the track but uh chief keith put him on and you can tell that's the difference between like chief keith makes like is way more of a talent and character and everything but his work ethic isn't shit like little dark just has his head screwed on has been grinding 
and um, putting out good, like he's getting better and better and just didn't stop. And like, um, that's why I always support him. Like to see him on a Drake track in 2022 was huge as well. So I'm really, I'm really proud of that guy too, especially being coming out of like surviving the Chicago scene and not like going to like being a hero and not getting locked up and stuff too. So I'm a big fan of Lil Dirk, always have been. Since he went over the, um, a lot, he was like killing beats too, like going over some tracks. So a big fan of him. And then, yeah, Little Baby obviously is like one of the best features the last three years. So definitely, definitely. I mean, I don't have huge expectations. Like there's some, uh, hopefully some like bangers and some. The guy Dude, after hearing be a the first class. two songs, well, not the first two, but the song that they had on Khaled's album and then the single that they dropped, I think two days ago. Yeah. Pretty hyped for it. Like it sounds like it's going to be a pretty good album. I, I hope so. And like, I, like, I'm totally comfortable with putting the future of like that type of music in both of their hands. Um, I, even if it's not like a classic and there's some, some bangers in there, I'll be, I'll be excited and stuff too. But yeah, they definitely make good music. And like, I, like, honestly, I just like, like I said, I was a huge, like in the Chicago drill scene back when uh, chief came out first and to see little dirt, like still being big and stuff. is like cool. And he's definitely like the best personality on them all. While little Reese can't die. Did you hear about that too? Yeah, that's you see that video, bro. I, I, I thought see, he was dead. I saw, was I saw part, yeah, I saw parts of the video, and dude, this guy was like slumped, blood coming out of his mouth, blood, blood. coming out of his face and stuff, yeah. and like, and like, then he's out of the hospital a day later. Yeah, I was like, how was he not dead? But yeah, and the last time he got shot in the throat, and he couldn't rap either and stuff too. Like he's an idiot, but he's obviously he's like the represent. I hate when people like shit talk it. And stuff like little reason needs to get his life together. I'm like, yo, that's like what you want. Like, that's what you listen to and you encourage. And then when it actually happens, people are like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but we like it, about we like it entertainingly, or if it's like done in the past, or if the situation. I mean, I'm not mad. It's not like he's a good musician or anything, but I'm not gonna be mad at the guy. Like, it's all like, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just it is what it is. Like, people are just shitty on him. Like, oh, like he's in that lifestyle still. Like. Yeah, that's where they come from and stuff too. Like yeah, same yeah, with yeah. Chief Keef, he, he dropped classic, and like I wish he could keep putting out his old music, but I'm not gonna be mad because that's what we ask and like want. We all, we want authenticity, and then when we get it, we're like ah man, yeah, you shouldn't there, have done there that. Is that double so sometimes yeah, but then I support like I said though, little baby and Dirk are here, and I support them, and I hope I hope that album is a classic. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I'm super excited for it. Can't. Can't wait. Um, yeah, we totally forgot to talk about my porn story. I think I'm just gonna leave it for next week because I think <laughs> oh, we'll probably open. That's up. a big. That's a, you know what I wanted to go into, but that is a cliffhanger that people will tune into next week. Now, like Papa's doing porn. That's a big twist for me doing OnlyFans. Papa to take it to the next level. Yeah, I'm I'm out here in these streets apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about my porn story next next week, I guess. Uh, and I and I'll open with it that way I won't forget. And it's kind of two weeks removed from the situation, so mm. it won't necessarily be. Uh, I'm too light skinned for cock fantasies. I, I've realized. Is it, does it have to be dark skin for that? I don't think it you, does. you you have to be black. No, you don't. But but like to fulfill the whole real fantasy, I wouldn't want me either. Like I can, my voice sounds like you're fucking Tom the Accountant at times too. So. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you really want to do the the cuck experience, oh yeah, baby, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, do you like that? Yeah. Well, actually, in the cuck situation, I don't think you have to talk much, though. No, no, you don't. You're gonna talking, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm gonna tell a story that about that too. I didn't do it, but I was very close to doing it. So I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, you do it before it happens. Man, I don't know. 
Like, I, I mean, you can't do it, but if, I, I don't if, know. If you can't put your face out there, but if it, if you let's you like wear a mask or like only Wait, does head they below. Said, they said they said I could blur my face out. Don't the, okay. okay I wouldn't trust you, them I'll either. A, yeah, I'll get into it next week on like my pros and cons because there are some pros, but there's also a lot of cons. So I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, I get pussy. Like, yeah. Like what? Else, what else can uh, the, a, the pros be beyond? You fucking. Story. I got a great story. That's true. That's true. That's true. Here's the thing, though. Like I've I've been story. put in that situation once, and I thought I could do it, and then I got. I'll tell that story too, but it, it's a lot harder than you yeah, think. Yeah, no, no, no. Trust me, that's one of the, like that's, what's that's definitely one of my cons. Imagine like, you get stage fright in front of the camera exactly. too. Your dick that's crawls inside of you. Yeah, this doesn't normally happen. You start crying and shit. Like that. That was literally one of my first thoughts, though. It was like uh, <laughs> warming on camera, though. So oh, for sure, for sure. But, yeah. but we'll say yeah, we'll say the story for tomorrow for All next right. week. <laughs> That'll do it for tune in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That'll do it for ninety-two. Of the Pops Culture Podcast. Uh, apologies for anyone who happened to hear my alarm going off if that did happen to make it to the recording. It wasn't too bad. It's I'll try fine. and clean it up. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. As always, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. <laughs> oh, and Amazon Music. Why can't you just say you're on all of them? I don't understand why you have to list all of them out. Like, you know, is anyone even on Stitcher? All of them? It legitimizes it. A lot of people still, yeah, a lot of people, it does that, but a lot of people still message me being like, are you on this platform? Yo, oh, so for I, sure, for sure. They're like, I just decided I had it in my bio, so that way people just don't. It's in my bio, it says <laughs> Spotify right there. Like, <laughs> but are you on there? Like, no. what could that possibly be? Don't even get me started, Doug. I post every week on my story the link from Spotify. And sometimes I'll do like Apple Music, but some, one of the weeks where I don't do one of the others, people be like, "Are you on this platform too?" I'm like, "Bro, yes." Or they'll like see the Spotify and like, "Are you on Spotify?" Like, "Yes, man." It's like literally right in front of your face. But I get yeah. it. Yeah, the internet. No, I know. They're like, I mean, no, not the internet. If my mom can find it. Y'all can be. You can find it, all right? Like, if my mom never does that, people like, "Are you on Spotify?" And like, you look at my profile, it literally says Spotify right right there at that time. I was like, "What are you even talking about?" Yeah, Where do I, how do I review it? <laughs> what? Just fucking click the five star, you <laughs> retard. But, but also, there are also people who, you know, when you work in service industry, you you kind of realize like people just don't necessarily look because like I'll have. Are you saying sign. servers don't understand it, or you? No, I'll say the customers don't. I'll, there'll be signs being like, "Hey, this ten percent sale off of all these items right here," and people will be like. So can I get something off of this rack and get the 10%? I'm like, no, bro. Like, literally, whatever's on this rack is all you can get for 10% off. But whatever. It is what it is. And yeah, that'll do it for episode 92. We'll see you guys next wait, week. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh. F- don't forget to follow me at Gabriel24J on Instagram. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L 24 with a J like Jackson. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. And we'll see you tomorrow. Wait, yes. no, next week. Not next tomorrow. week. And see, that was your that was your that was your influencer voice. You guys can find me <laughs> yeah. culture on Instagram or Papa Omino on Twitter. Like Gabe said, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs> tomorrow or tomorrow. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.